Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth straight up. I'm Julie Hagan. I'm working at- an Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive. Everyone's voice is always welcome on the Chuck and Julie Show. And hello, everybody. Happy Party Friday. Julie Hayden, Chuck Bonneville, the Chuck and Julie Grassroots Show here today in this Party Friday. Chuck is going to be joining us telephonically in a second. But first, I want to say the show brought to you by Mountain West Wellness, Advanced Acupuncture and Chinese Medicine, and HappyTrees.co. So, Chuck, I'll let you go ahead and say hi. And then we'll bring in Todd, the guy that you were just at the meeting with, so we can talk about, we're going to talk about all things opt-out. And then also let you know that Peg K. And Linda Bissett are on their way back. They're driving back from Mike Lindell's election summit, and they're going to be filling us in on everything there. But first, Chuck, hello. Right. You'll move, when you get here, you've got, I've got the seat ready for you and all warmed up. So you can just oh, go that's take- perfect. I'll go from uh, from the phone to the uh, to the set almost seamlessly. Exactly. Um, exactly. Part of this. So you and Todd Watkins from El Paso County have been working on the opt-out, liberating the Colorado Republican primary from the meddling Democrats and, as it turns out, more and more the rhinos. Um, and, and, and you guys were just at a meeting. And before we get to the meeting, Todd, what I'd like, and Chuck, you know, what I'd like Todd to talk about is one of the things that the Bonneville Amendment and the opt-out has forced politicians and consultants and lobbyists and just straight up people to do is sort of show their true colors in terms of whether they're grassroots or rhinos. And it seems to me from what I've seen, one of the, I'm calling her the queen of the rhinos is a state <laughs> Senator Barb Kirkmeyer. Um, she ran unsuccessfully for CD8 after viciously attacking Lori Sane, who's grassroots. And, and she has been doing everything she can to get rid of the Bonnie Amendment, to get rid of the whole opt out thing. And, and, you know, you got to wonder why would she be doing this? And Todd, if you could talk a little bit about, you were at a meeting not that long ago where she sort of said the quiet part out loud. And, and as I understand it, basically said, well, she knows no one would actually vote for her. So she has to keep the system rigged, basically. Yeah. Um, well, so I'll, I'll, preface this by um reminding everybody that it was uh it was barb kirkmeyer who introduced senate bill 23101 which was the uh, the the short name for it i guess would be to abolish caucus and assembly um a few other uh some some of our el paso elected reps jumped on and and sponsored co-sponsored it uh one is mary bradfield in the house I know Larry Liston, another state senator, and uh, Bob Gardner, another state senator, also signed on to it. Uh, the bill died. I believe it was run twice through right. committee, died both times in committee. And, you know, the <laughs> the politics being the strange bedfellows, it was the Democrats who killed it. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so, and that was to get rid of caucus and assembly. So, at the last capital luncheon uh, that they do up in Denver, there's an Italian restaurant there in downtown. I forget the name of it. Maggiano's, I think. There you go, Maggiano. Yeah, it was the last uh, Denver lunch, the GOP lunch that Christy Burton Brown 
hosted. And uh, our newly elected secretary in El Paso asked her about that particular bill. And uh, she stepped, was, well, I'll, I'll, that was my bill. And I'll tell you, um, the reason that I ran it is because I don't like assembly. I don't have good experiences at assembly. They're uncontrollable. They're, they're rowdy and uh, not, you know, they're not orderly. Let me just step there. Anyone's after sure been to assembly, I, they, they can be rowdy, but they're like any mass meeting. They're boring. I mean, you would not say, oh, this is a rowdy good time. It's sort of what she means is, well, I'll let you go ahead and finish. So then I'll ask Chuck sort of. Well, I, I mean that this kind of, our, our republic right. was founded on the notion of robust political debate. Mm-hmm. Um there, there were near fist fights while uh, during the constitutional congresses uh, to d- determine whether or not we're going to join the war. Are we going to declare independence during the uh, constitutional conventions? There, there were diametrically opposed voices in there that that became quite contentious and angry, and there were arguments and near fist fights. So, guess what? That's what politics is about. I, there, there. Uh, I think it's Jefferson. Somebody correct me. I'd rather have a, uh, you know, a, a da- dangerous freedom than a quiet servitude. I mean, this right. is what he's talking about. <laughs> we we argue and we fight to maintain what we've got. So really what Senator Kirkmeyer was getting at is she knows she won't get through assembly. She will not. She is she is petitioned on for the last. I don't know. Um, it, it, certainly the last time she was uh, elected and uh same with uh, Larry Liston and um, and Bob uh, Gardner and down in El Paso. Right. They always, always uh, petition on. And the thing that they don't like about opting out is not so much that the we wouldn't have unaffiliated voting in our nomination process. It's the the byproduct of opting out of this of the you know Colorado Secretary of State administered primary race is the fact that there's nothing to petition onto. So yes. avenue is the pay to play version is, is gone. Um, I believe that uh, Kirkmeyer uh, alluded to agreeing with the, uh, I'm going to call it the Patrick Davis plan. I don't know if you guys saw that it was published. Right, in where a, you could not Empire. only talk about pay to play. Right. Right. It had, it was, it had a list of, uh, it, it was, it was like a, scheduling a Biden visit, it looked like, you know, if you have <laughs> $250,000, I'll come and wave and get your, uh, your attorney general fired. That's half a mil, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> and it was, yeah, I, I think, uh, the top line was for, uh, uh, us Senator and governor was a $250,000, um, to, to, to get, just to get on the ballot. To, well, let's talk about, and you'll be on the ballot. Let me bring yeah. you in here, Chuck, because it seems to me what but Barbara Kirkmeyer and these people who have been opposed to the Bonnie Amendment, opposed to the opt out. What they're trying to tell the grassroots people is you guys should just shut up. Let the donor class and the consultants pick which elections they want to give all their money to. So then we will do their bidding and be their puppets. And you stupid grassroots voters with your little stupid voting ideas, you know, should just go go away <laughs> and let your rich elite betters tell you how to run things. I mean, it's, that seems to me to be what she's saying, right? Or is that too strong? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, she doesn't want she doesn't want Republicans determining who the Republican candidate is to be. 
he wants Democrats to go unaffiliated for a day, deciding who we have. Um, it, it's amazing the kind of anti-populist thing that the rhinos are. <laughs> you know, they just say, oh, no, 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 no. Rich guys win. We've always been known as a rich, rich man's party, and we need to con- continue that tradition and not represent anybody uh, who's not uh, worth at least a half a billion. Right. So, well, and- and, and Barbara Kirkman, again, just so people know where she's coming from, because I think she's kind of taken over Weld County, which is, you know, no yes, small yes, power Yeah, that's player. become a, the rhino country, rhino country to the, the help of Catherine Murdoch and other left-wing Democrats contributing tons of funds to them. Well, they now control Weld County. Weld County is a, is a rhino hotbed. And I think that it's important then, because I think the way that politics works, and people need to understand this, is so if you want to be anybody, so Barb Kirkmeyer is probably the most powerful Republican up there in Weld County. I would would you say that's fair, Todd? Right now, at least elected official. It, I, I'm I'm not a, a Weld County scholar, but uh, oh. she. I will tell you that at the meeting on uh, August fifth, when we got to the. Uh, the the fist fights over uh, opt out and and Bonniewell, she seemed to be kind of the nucleus of those uh, yes, yes. Of, of several elected officials who were uh, consulting with her. You know, kind of they seem to be taking instructions. And yeah. and I think the way it works is so if you're you know like a county you know Republican leader like the head of the well kind of Republicans I mean or if you're in CD eight or if you're in any of these things and you kind of want to play in politics you kind of it, it it's very difficult to stand up to a Barb Kirkmeyer right because she's sort of the a figurehead like you said sort of the queen or I said sort of the queen rhino there yeah. and, well, and, and so, she's a real bully she's a, a huge well, bully I mean. Right. Well, yeah, just ask Glory Saint about that. And so I think <laughs> yeah. it's important to, to, to let people know exactly what it is she's doing. And Todd, that's why I think this conversation that you had where she flat out said, well, yeah, the reason I'm, I'm opposed to the assembly and the caucus process, um, is because no one would vote for me. It's like, no, it doesn't occur to her to actually maybe change her policies or to maybe see what people think. She just, it, what occurs to her is to help come up with the rigged system that can avoid the voters. And Chuck, weren't you talking? She was on the JBC, right? She's like, Walking hand in yeah. hand with Jude Polis. I mean, we're not talking, yeah. you know. She she is charged with getting Polis's um, agenda um, easily through all the financial problems it would otherwise have, and and so she is in a lot of ways. If you're on the Joint Budget Committee uh, for Minority Party, that is the, probably the strongest position uh, down at the Capitol for being in the Minority Party. So. She's not only powerful in Weld County, but she, she's yes. very powerful down to legislature. Well, and that's a good point, because if I'm, say, Stephanie Luck, a, a true grassroots representative, right. and I've got some bills, right. I mean, you got you got to play with the Joint Budget Committee, right? And so right. If, if, right. if you've got enemies um, or people who you oppose, I, I mean, and, and just, you know, I don't, we're not going to change everything overnight. But I think people need to be aware about that's what's going on, that on the one hand, she'll portray herself as a strong conservative. And then on the other hand, when nobody's looking, she turns around and does all these other things that, that are designed... Uh, frankly, to try to destroy the grassroots Republican Party, wouldn't you say, Todd? Yes. Yes. Uh, and uh, down here in El Paso County, there's the, uh, you know, the Bremer clan 
that is it is flat out said that it, the problem with assembly is the grassroots. Mm-hmm. And actually, yeah. they they they've turned now. Bremer has his um, his disciples that follow him and uh, and opine loudly on social media and other platforms uh, that they are now the grassroots. We are the establishment. <laughs> By because- and no, and Aaron Adams kind of they're portraying us as progressives. It's kind yeah, of like yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they, so they got the same memo. Yeah, we're pro- we're pro- we're progressive liberal <laughs> establishment now. Um, which yeah, I mean, it's entertaining. Whatever whatever you want to call it. I guess I don't. I <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't change my narrative or my ideology. <laughs> Um, so, but yeah, and that is the problem is we, and they flat out said, we don't know what we're doing. We pick bad candidates. We have bad candidates, only the, uh, experienced and credentialed, um, Republicans of the old guard are capable of, of doing this at all. And it's, it's our fault that the party is suffering. Never mind that they've actually had control of it for the past how many decades and so. have lost historically, right? I mean, yeah. I would point out that Bob Kirkmeyer lost in CD8, right? <laughs> and I mean, so, and it's not like they're doing a great job. I think all of us in grassroots would be willing to listen if they actually got people elected, but they don't. They want, I mean, yeah. so, and then they blame us. It's like, it's not our fault. But, yep. Well, let me ask you guys, because I know the reason Chuck is driving and, and Todd, they, you guys are both at a meeting um, talking about some of the the opt out stuff. And I just think it's a good idea to keep people posted because September what 30th, the uh, state Republican Party Central Committee will be talking about this. And there's a ton of misinformation and that's putting it mildly uh, put out by people, uh, you know, some of the, the rhinos and all out there. Um, and so I'll let you, I mean, Chuck is still driving back. Todd stayed there. So um, <laughs> you guys kind of, can you kind of maybe, um, Chuck, sort of update people on where things are and what you guys are talking about? And keeping in mind that obviously nothing is set in stone at this point yet, as I understand it. Well, you know, we have to address two salient facts. One, how do we pay for a Republican primary, which means we got to keep the cost down. And the rural counties don't have any money and they don't have logistics. So we've got to, we've got to help them out with regard to all that, which means the state party has to assume most of it. Um, so the system, um, that's going to be proposed. Oh, Chuck um, must be coming home. <laughs> I must be coming home. <laughs> I, I, I'm slowly walking toward the, uh, live podcasting chuck returns from the Not meeting sure. <laughs> i i will say this julie here's what i learned today if you have two lawyers in the room yes. you will get six different opinions on the same question <laughs> absolutely and, yeah in general try ever to have more than one lawyer in the room, if at all possible. So one too many. One too many. Well, and so so okay. So back to what you were saying. So one of the key factors is the counties obviously can't afford to pay for it. So we got to address that, right. and then also the state party has to address that. And what was the other issue? Well, they don't have they don't have the people logistics. Right. I mean, we just had a state assembly where eleven counties were even not there either by proxy or by anything else, and so you know they're not going to be part of a. a statewide election process if you're requiring uh, people to be intimately involved. So we got to take that burden off of that. And I think we've come up with some pretty good ideas that we'll come out with uh, in the next week or so. Let's go to 
point out and then try to ask you because that's one of the things the rhinos and the establishment. Jacob is saying, what does Dick Wadhams have to say about this? Oh, Dick Wadhams <laughs> is he's firmly in the in the Barb Kirkmeyer camp, right? Yeah. He hates it. Oh, Keeping yeah. in mind that he's a consultant, so he gets paid for. Mm-hmm. But but um so I think one of the things that the op- opposition uses is well, the counties can't afford it. You're like, right, we get that. And guess yeah. what? They're not gonna have to afford it. You know, we're working on a plan or developing a plan so it won't be any extra work for them. So Todd, what were some of the other things that I think most important that we should say with this is this isn't going to be, you know, if we do opt out, this isn't going to be done by fiat, that the body will be presented with at least two different versions of what opt out looks like. So there's, you know, plan A, plan B. So pick, you know, pick which flavor you want and then decide whether we opt out. And so, you know, you know that if we do this, this is how we're going to do it. And y'all had a choice in what that would look like. This wasn't just spoon fed. Right. Right. Um, and then Chuck, you made, you were made a joke about the change orders. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it, it's, we, we, come, we come up with one and then you get the power to be say, yeah, but we can't do that. There's no money for that. <laughs> you know, and they say, okay, how about this? And they go, yeah, but but the counties can't do that. You can tell them they have to, but you can't. They can't do it. So you have to come up with a system which takes the burden off them, gets it assumed by the party, and the party has the capacity to do it. Um, and I think we've come up with a funding mechanism that will, uh, I think, be approved by the executive committee coming up that will help pay for it all. So. Well, and here's an important part, and Todd, I'd like you to comment on this. What what I the other thing I think people need to understand about this is if if this opt-out doesn't go through there is i think very little hope for the republican party in colorado it just it there's going to be none because it's it's just going to be democrat light the democrats will continue they it'll, only, be it'll be or worse right because i it's mean worse, there's somebody worse well, be, uh, an actual democrat is that true i mean is that true todd <laughs> republicans are worse than <laughs> god that's a that's a hideous thought. Because, I mean, we've seen evidence that the Democrats openly acknowledge, look at the CD3 race, where they were openly telling their supporters, the yeah. Democrats, to to be, to, to un- affiliate as a Democrat, right. to affiliate as a Republican, and then to vote in the Republican primary to try to oust Lauren Boebert, because they know they had a hard time getting rid of her Yeah, in, in the general. And, and they made her spend a lot of money. And they make her spend a ton yeah. of money. We know Catherine Murdoch, for instance, uh, we have friends um, who, who bundle money for Democrats. Catherine Murdoch, very liberal, is openly playing in Republican primaries. Well uh, County. In and Well County in particular. So so we know the Democrats are meddling. And, and if we don't stop them, I mean, you know, this time with this and between this and the lawsuit, I don't I don't think there's going to be very much stopping. I mean, I guess if you like homeless encampments, if you like <laughs> more plastic bag fees, if you know what Jared Polis is disastrous, universal pre-K, except for only for five kids, <laughs> destroying daycare centers, screwing up all kinds of things. Prop you know, HH, that's for you. Yeah, Prop HH. I mean, if you yeah. like all of those things, if you like, if you took a look at your recent, you know, tax assessment and said, yeah. hey, I like I want to pay even they, more. They, they, they didn't burden me enough. That's right. I can take more. Then, then you want to keep in the open primary. I mean, or is that? Am I exaggerating? Do you think, Todd? No, that that's all. That's all correct. I mean, since since the first uh, round of open primaries, we've lost. It's either twenty three or twenty four seats 
the the Republicans have lost. It's just continually lost. It, it is is the party is bleeding out at the governmental level. We are losing our footprint and our our presence in our governance, whether it be at the state or at the at the local levels. So the we would want we would we desperately want a permanent fix. Opt out is a is a temporary stop the bleeding measure. I, I characterized it as kind of we're fighting a delaying action. I mean, this has to be done every two years. So it's not enduring. It's not permanent. It's not right. the forever. It is it is a way to stop the pain or or mitigate the pain until we can get a uh, a permanent remedy for this. But if we don't do this, well, I mean, we're just we're going to lose. I, I take a guess. We could we could have a poll on uh, um a, a betting pool on this. How many seats will we lose in 24? Yeah. Well, and, and what kind of representation do you get? Just look at Liberty scorecard. Seven. Yeah. Seven people um, did not get a failing grade. And they're not yeah. radical. Point. I mean, it's seven people in the House and Senate combined. Fine. So uh, it's more than 19. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, this is wor- it's worse than a... a, a, a Bud's uh, graduation rate, right? Yeah. <laughs> sailors go in, 12, 12 or 10 or 12 yeah. come out as SEALs, you know? <laughs> well, so that's the thing. And so you guys are, are working on this. Um, and I just think, like I said, Iwana and Todd, I appreciate your time. I wanted to just update people on what's going on. And um and then the, and to let them know that the fight continues. I mean, the positive thing yeah, is is the grassroots do have. I don't know if it's fair to say control of the party. We have a voice at least, right? And we're and then and we're 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 getting organized too. Um, the rhinos are equally vicious, not equally vicious. They're they're and better funded. They're better funded. They're they're extremely more vicious, and they aren't going away without a fight. Um, but I I don't think I don't think we expected this kind of strength in the grassroots. Did you? um they uh they weren't expecting this they 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 i think we presented ourselves as more formidable if i dare say uh than than what they anticipated and i i think we uh we came at them with a a higher level game than they thought that we would so and then yeah. there's always there's always this too, uh, like your ideas are the correct good ideas, right? I mean that that always is helpful too if you're like on actually the right side, right? Well, it, it was so the one thing the Bonniewell Amendment did, as as you pointed out, Julie, smoke people out. You know, Eric Audlin said, oh, "I'm grassroots sort of." No, <laughs> no, he's not. Total rhino. <laughs> yeah. So- all right. All right. Well, Shock. Todd, listen, I'll let you go. I appreciate you sticking around. Um, um, but and obviously we'll be in touch too. So um good luck. Have a great weekend. Likewise. See you guys. Right. Talk to you later. All right, there's a so we've got Peg Cage and Linda Bissett are driving back. And if they're there, they can come on Zoom. But Wes Eimer just texted me. He wanted me to report. Okay. Oh, breaking news though, Wes. I'm gonna I'll talk about your 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 promo here. But interestingly, I think this is pretty funny. Donald Trump apparently, and, and he hasn't publicly definitively said, although he's hinted, hinted, but according to the New York Times, right? Well, yeah, you can trust him. The Donald Trump is not gonna be attending the 
the Fox debate um, on Wednesday, the 23rd. Um, instead, this is so fun. He's going to be doing an interview with Tucker Carlson. Yay! So, okay. Now, Tucker Carlson had 31.5 million views of his Ramaswamy interview in 24 that, hours. That so, crazy. you know, and I think, and so uh, can you see, so Tucker, Tucker Carlson in trouble, like, oh, Brett Beer, Martha McCallum, oh, yeah, I busy, can't make it. busy, can't make it. Yeah. But if you do want to- Attack Ramaswamy because- uh, Right, right. So, but if you do want to, the Republican Party is holding a presidential debate. Watch party. Um, it's going to be on Wednesday, obviously, the 23rd. The doors open at 6 o'clock. It's, it's, I'm getting there. I'm reading. It's at the Wide Open Saloon in Sedalia. Um, tickets are required. Uh, but I think if you just go to the, yeah, go to GOP, Colorado GOP.org slash events. So there will be a watch party there at the Wide Open Saloon at Sedalia. That sounds kind of fun on August 23rd. Um, and then you could simultaneously watch the Trump interview yeah. with Tucker Carlson yeah, on Twitter. So, sure. so other big stuff going on. Um, and we've got, they're traveling. We've got Peg Cage and Linda Bissett, Peg from um, MyColoradoGOP.org. Um, and Peg, you guys were at, and I tried to watch as much of it as I could, but the Mike Lindell um, election summit has been going on for a couple of days. You guys are on your way back. Hopefully you're not driving and no, no. <laughs> no, no Peg isn't driving. No. We, we got Adriana's driving. She She's a truck driver in her dreams. So she's great. <laughs> <laughs> so and now you and Linda just kind of fig- join in, but why did you guys, so, so tell us exactly what this was and then maybe what were some of your big takeaways? Well, my takeaway, my first big takeaway is what a hero is, is Mike Lindell, that he would call us all together and get us under one roof and try so hard to get this Republic saved. The man is amazing. He's just amazing. And generosity upon generosity, upon generosity. And I just, if he hears this, thank you, Mike. We really appreciate you. How many um, people were there? What do we say? Probably four or 500. Okay. okay. And was it, what you had Laura Loomer, Steve Bannon. I mean, that's a, that's a big, big that names. Great lineup. And they were just walking around. We got to tell them thank you and say hi all the time. So it was really great. It was a great time. Um, gives me hope for the nation and it was funny because we went we went to a gathering the night before and one of the first speakers got up and said we have to unify we have to get together we have to all work together and no more of this separate stuff and then one of the first things that Mike Lindell said was that you know we've got a uniparty and we're just going to call them the evil because that's what they are the evil So he wasn't trying to get us to unify with people who are against our values and our platform. And he kept calling our great president, Donald Trump, our great real president, Donald Trump. (laughs) That that was great. Um, His big reveal, as you probably heard, was the WMD, the, the wireless monitoring device, which which is able to tell people. It's able to tell in real time if a device comes online, because as you know, the big lie was we don't have any of our equipment online. There's nothing online. And so now we'll be able to tell in real time if something does go online. 
Well, let I me back you up and explain that a little bit more. Just to, so folks know, too, because I mean, the, the corporate mainstream media, the left, they immediately say, oh, that's debunked, debunked, debunked. Well, it was the own CISA, the government cybersecurity organization itself said that, no, it was vulnerable to, you know, that when they say, oh, no, none of these election systems are not online, they can't go online, you can't hack, it, hack into them, the, the government itself said, well, no, that's not true. You well, can't. that's not exactly and, and that, actually, that should be something we should all be concerned about, right? And so, so, so the government itself, and then there's been all studies, and they immediately, they try to slam people for doing that. And they're like, oh, yeah, put aluminum foil around your head. Yeah. But so how would this... How would this actually, I mean, I know not, don't give us a technical summation, but would, how would this work? Uh-oh, peg froze. Peg froze. Peg froze. Weapons. I think, yes. I think the system got, I got her. Um, yeah. Oh, there you go. There you go. Can you, okay. How would, how would this work? Peg? Am I back? You're back. I think that the, the threat, the threat is what they're hoping will be the biggest deal because if, if all the county clerks understand that this lie is going to not go undetected this time, then maybe they would uh, start thinking maybe they should go hand counted paper ballots rather than the machines because they could get in a lot of trouble. Of course, the Republicans always get in trouble and the Democrats don't. Yeah, so right. I don't know if that would do any good. Right, but, right. but now, would this work though? Would this Oh, I was going to say, would this be a device, what, that had to be at, at, at each, like, Secretary of State's ever? How, I mean, is it, or do you just hold up your phone? Each, each voting, each voting uh, center would have one of these devices, and they did a, they did a uh, live demonstration where they were able to see all of the devices that were connected and then you can say okay I don't want to see any cell phones turn off all the cell phones I don't want to see any of the office equipment I don't want to see when your printer comes on and that sort of stuff and so um, it's supposedly able to tell you can focus in on your ballot printing device or your monitoring uh, your ballot reading device or and whatever. would this be something then that say a poll i mean obviously the poll watchers they're not going to let the actual poll watchers take it in but would this be something that sort of poll watchers outside of the sun i mean i can't imagine jenna griswold's not going to go oh yeah bring that all oh, in. Yeah, in no i think it would be something that people would have to have near the building or maybe some of the poll walkers could take it in there and and it would be online yeah there's there's legal stuff that Right. We're not sure about, but you know. Well, here's the uh, thing. My my challenge to Jenna Griswold: if we have the gold standard unhackable, if none of this will work, that's Ken Buck who said. Oh, Ken Buck too. It's like let us bring it in there, show it. Right? What do they What do they got to worry about if if it's yeah, all perfect? That's, that's how they've treated um, the clerk up in Pacific County. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Well, that's with the news about the clerk up in Mesa County, I'll turn it over to Linda and okay. let her talk a little. Okay. Hey, Lena. Hi there. How are you? We're good. How are you doing? Thank I'm you for all, coming on. I'm having a I'm having a, a a bit of a stronger reaction than Peg. That's probably not too surprising. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I found it. Um, I found the whole thing very concerning, actually. Um, and I'm just going to start with the same thing. Mike Lindell is a hero, and we as the grassroots patriots. 
need to circle around him and yeah. pretty much save him from the pit of vipers that have surrounded him now. And right. that's where I'm going to go with my little report is, okay. it became very evident that just about everybody up on that stage with him is sucking him dry of money and or connected to the intelligence community. So the deep state has circled him as the deep state circled our President Trump during his first term. And it's time we shake him free so that he does not get drugged down because we need to think really long and hard about who's trying to bankrupt him or getting him in legal troubles. Because that could be the deep state or that could be someone personally that would benefit. He started off his talk saying how good. Oh, I was going to say, you know, and that's right. I mean, for those who don't, he's under criminal investigation, Mike Lindell. As the FBI was like tracking him, what, on a hunting trip and mm-hmm. seized his cell phone? I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And and they're not, it's not really entirely clear what they're accusing him of. But, but yeah, it doesn't matter. But it's very clear that he's a target. And I think you're right. The fact that, and I'm sure just like Tina Peters, right? Tina Peters, the Mesa County clerk, showed us a document where the, the, the prosecutor said, if you'll just shut up about this election interference, all of your legal troubles will go away. And Tina, as an amazing woman, said, no, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to shut up. Unwisely said no. Well, I mean, and I'm sure Mike Lindell has had the same thing. You shut yeah. up. But instead, what does Mike Lindell, what did Tina Peters do? They're like, okay, we're going to, because Tina spoke at this summit too, right? We're going to have an summit. So, you know, what heroes, and, and as you said, you talk about in the face of personal persecution and prosecution. I mean, Dina Peters has to wear an ankle brace. I mean, these, these people are not messing around. And, yeah. And so let me, let me tell you a little bit more there. So um, obviously the deep state would benefit with Mike being taken down because he's trying to free our elections, but there's also probably a personal, maybe a partner that could benefit from him financially. He disclosed to us at the beginning that he'd spent $40 million so far, and he just took out another $5 million loan. The man is really struggling financially. So who is trying to squeeze him dry? Now, what I discovered while I was there um, involves both Tina and Cause of America. And I want you to know I've been involved in Cause of America all along um, because I'm trying to do what I can do to help save our elections. But what it became very apparent that the people who are around him are sucking him dry and I and have have intelligence community community connections. So um, what I've specifically with cause of america the two the plan was this device which has a whole bunch of technical and legal issues that need to be worked out okay right. there in 2022 there um was an app that was out that was promoted by um uh, by tori morris just a woman that i often listen to um and it does the same thing, essentially. So we as grassroots, a bunch of us had brought this into the election centers just to see what what <laughs> devices there were. So there's that. So so this is a recycled idea, upgraded and not very well thought out. Okay. What okay, legally and, and how, who's going to afford it? Where is it going to go? We couldn't even describe it to you, right? Okay. Um, and I think that puts him in legal jeopardy until that's really ironed out. Personally, okay. I think that's an issue. Um and then the idea of the the Cause of America web state where we're all going to have a state. So we, we're going to call these all state groups, right? Well, that idea has been sold to Mike now twice by a journalist and, um, I don't know, we'll call him a producer. And that also is a recycled idea. And um, 
and it makes me sick because the people that sold it to him basically then got a two to three hundred thousand dollar salary off of someone else's recycled idea. So they're oh. sucking and dry. And I'm disgusted with it because the grassroots, the grassroots don't. I work 12 hours a day. No one's paid me a dime in three years. Right. We don't right. need someone else making 300 grand just to set up a Zoom meeting every week. Right. right. We can, well, we, we do, but no one will give it to us. So, yeah, yeah, the people can take back this country. So, so that's my general um, upset with the with that. But what where this goes is that those the same people involved in doing that are the same people. Well, you got a PhD and maybe a doctor's wife or someone that sells cosmetics who who weren't just heroes that made a few dollars to help Tina and come into fame themselves. Turns out they're, they have links to the intelligence community, and um, they targeted Tina knowing she was a patriot, and they set her up for failure. And the weight of this has been growing on me ever since I found that out. I've suspected it for a year and a half, and I have confirmation this weekend. And let's stop and think about that. Not only do these people not care that Tina's being persecuted and faces jail time, personally they've destroyed the woman's life but think about it for our about our state and our nation when they took that image and they messed up they led her to do things that weren't i don't know that they didn't do it properly let's just go there right so that has set up um all the all the county clerks across the nation they're scared they're not going to get um, Tina Peter yeah. by the count their secretaries. Right. So everyone's no one's working with the people. No one will do their duty because they don't want to get thrown in jail like Tina. Well, so, and that's one of their main you. tactics. And I think what you're saying is, and then let me go back to Peg to kind of wrap things up because you guys' signal is a little bit shit. And I know you've got a lot more, so we'll have you. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I think you know, for grassroots people. You just always need to be, use your brain, right? Use a good common sense you have, um, you know, trust, but verify, or maybe verify and then trust. And, <laughs> and that's just good advice for whether you're talking about a boyfriend or, you know, or, 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 right. or, 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 or whatever. So, yeah. um, and Linda, other, so, oh, go ahead. Uh, sorry. I'll just quickly do this. The other thing that, that, that did for us think about in Colorado is it was the basis for SB 22153 where they, they made it illegal to have an audit and they made it illegal to, to make these images and save the log files. So that was a big, that was a big play by the deep state to attack right. team. This exactly. wasn't some distant little mistake. They went for her. Um, I will put out this, this there. And Peg, would you, or maybe I can do it in the chat afterwards. Okay. So on Monday morning, um, I mentioned Tori Morris. She's an Intel community whistleblower. And she does a podcast called Tori Says. It's T-O-R-E Says. So she said that Monday morning she's going to basically do, um, I don't know if you want to call it an expose, but she's going to talk about this in depth. Um, she knows Mike Lindell oh. and his peers. She's very, she's she's got the dirt. If you want to call it dirt, she's got the intel. Maybe I should put that there. She always has receipts. So at 7 a.m. at Mountain Time, her shows would be from like 7 to 9 on Monday. Um, if you want to know more about it, I highly recommend you go to Rumble. Um, Tori says, and listen to what she has to say, because I was just 
there watching and I saw some of what was happening and asked her a few questions and it just made my light bulbs go bing, bing, bing. I see. I just had confirmation of what I have been concerned about for a year and a half. And, and you know, I fought with Tina on her recount lawsuit and, and for, for those pieces to fall in place, it just shook me to my core. And so I'm going to say it out there and we need to be hashtagging or whatever. We've got to save Mike Lindell because they're trying to destroy him. All right. All right. Thank you, Linda. And then Peg, if we can just kind of wrap it up real quick with you. Um, they had, what did we lose? Did we lose Peg? Oh, there you are. Okay. So one of the other things they did, and we talked about it on, on Wednesday, um, Ron Hanks gave a, we, we said he had like 12 minutes to talk about reason to hope in Colorado and he only talked for five, but <laughs> at least he talked for five. Yeah, um, he, had, he had to speak very slowly uh, yeah, uh, yeah. to fill up the five minutes. But just real quick, you know, in Colorado, I mean, I think that there are things going on in other states and all of the states kind of gave a report. Am, am I right in that there are things going on in other states where they could fill up more than 12 minutes with reasons to hope, right? Oh, yes. Uh, well, I think uh, Colorado's biggest reason to hope is that people like Chuck and Todd are on the executive committee and uh, the Dave is in the chair and we've got Anna as secretary. I mean, that's huge. Because this time, when we go to opt out, our biggest adversary isn't sitting in the chairman's chair, yeah, which, which it was last time. So we have worked really hard to do this, and that was successful. I think another thing that we need to do is go back to what I was pushing years ago and, and up until now. Every time we have an election, I try and tell the chairman of each county party to get a canvas board member who will refuse to certify the election because the elections are not certifiable. A lot of that's on mycoloradogop.org. And that's that's what we've got to do. We've, you know, call them out on this SB 153. Is that right. constitutional? We'll make them prove it. I don't know. All right. Nice. Thank you. And thank you guys for attending that. I mean, that's no no shortage of time and expense and effort there. Um, drive safely. and Watch we- out for black SUVs. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. <laughs> Come back on real quick. If that happens, we'll broadcast it live. You guys- oh, there you go. Thanks, Julie. What a friend. <laughs> <laughs> we'll say, oh, there goes Peg and Linda and Adriana. Hey, you guys, drive safely. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you both. See you later. Bye-bye. All right. Okay. So, and people have pointed out, Linda and everybody else pointed out um, this Tory says on Rumble, there's some links there. Peg put it up there. Um, Let's see. You guys have done so many great. From Jacob, if the election systems were online, why did Fox News settle with Dominion? Um, Griswold has been very quiet lately. The online systems were detected in the skiff room during the election. The public, uh, the documents proving this were not made public and were not and were not subpoena available since it was a military operation. Um, yeah, um, maybe the skiff information will be placed in the pleadings in response to the Georgia indictments. Yeah, and then as Jacob um, and. And, and, and hey, Jacob, once again, I appreciate the articles you send me. Um, Tom Fitton said much of the same thing about voter fraud that Trump, Lindell, Giuliani, and the rest have said that Tom and then Tom has not been indicted, he thinks, because Fitton and Judicial Watch have won so many lawsuits um, to delete those who aren't eligible to vote off the voter rolls. Um, 
you know, yeah, I, I think you're right. He talks about those who are not eligible to vote because of death or a change of precinct, simple under the fact this is what the ordinary voter understands. Um, and, you know, one thing there has been, and, and I think it, to their credit, Mike Lindell and those guys, he just keeps forging on, right? Yeah. And I know yeah. that it can... You, you want to be careful because it can be confusing. And but but you also have to remember any time everything that the mainstream media has told us, everything the Democrats told us, everything the rhinos in the establishment have told us was a conspiracy theory has turned out to be true. Right. So anytime they say, well, there is no hacking, there is no this, there is no that. That's all a whack job. Conspiracy well, except now theory. Being, being alerted that the things you thought were conspiracy theories, at least I thought were conspiracy theories. Uh, like JFK's assassination, <laughs> uh, now apparently were, in fact. Yeah. Yeah. So to me, the Democrats have attacked the election system on a number of fronts, and I think we need to respond on a number of fronts. Uh, you know, the ballot harvesting, cleaning up the voter rolls, making sure that, you know, doing the kind of work that Mike Lindell there is doing. And so that's just what I would say. I know some people say, oh, we shouldn't talk about this. We shouldn't talk about that. We need to, the, the Democrats are doing it on all fronts, and we need to respond on all fronts. And I think maybe just come up with some good fronts of our own, you know, and actually so we can kind of win. Come up with our own fronts of our own. That's right. Um, so back to though kind of for fun and and i think maybe i'll I'll text west and say we can get him on to promote their event but i think it's just fun and how do i say it? the trump campaign monday. yeah monday the trump campaign apparently said you know no final decision has been made but i have a feeling that they may have leaked this through maggie haberman a little uh, bit uh, I, I, you know new york times the new york reporter. times reporter just to see but apparently trump is going to be on with tucker carlson i hope that's true yeah. tucker carlson and he's not going to go to the brett bear martha mccallum and you know here's the thing because i was thinking about this okay so those people are total unipolar party puppets right? right so i could see this happening so brett bear and martha mccallum you've got like i'm sure doj sources handing them questions to ask trump so well, that he no, has to no, answer no, them no, and you no, know no, oh i think no, no, try no. To just, they do it to the cia oh okay <laughs> but i mean don't you think i just think that's part i mean if trump if you're his lawyers you're like don't debate number one running right, but right. you know they're going to set him up with i mean i suspect that just directly that they would directly set him up with questions sure. that would help the prosecution against him and that they would force him into a position of either saying, well, I can't answer that. So effectively having to take the fifth at a debate, mm -hmm. right. Or to go ahead. And then, you know, Mike Pence is going to set him up. They're all going to set him up to try to hurt well, his. I guess is that you know, Ramaswamy is going to be attacked in, in lieu of, of Trump mm -hmm. because his, his interview with Tucker Carlson, was a, was an eye opener for me. Right. He, he's either the greatest BS artist since Obama, um, or he may be something of the real thing. Right. Well, and I was saying we're sort of like we've all been in this abusive relationship, right, where you just don't believe anything anymore. Right, right, you know, right. you're like, so yeah. Actually, we're going to talk about Ramaswamy next week because I want to mm -hmm. I want to get into that because you do you read stuff and then everyone's just like, no, he's Barack Obama. He's just he's Barack Obama 2.0, <laughs> and you know you don't know what to believe. It's it's hard to know. The guy is good. Um, 
but yet Barack Obama sounded good too, right? Mm-hmm. So you never know. Hey, um, for this party Friday, we don't have a ton of time left. What I did find, so we've been talking, everyone's been talking all week about the Oliver Anthony rich men north of Richmond. Which he accused me of having obsession with. But Chuck is obsessing over. And then you brought Sean Hannity accidentally, who said he's been watching it repeatedly too. And Chuck's like, <laughs> so I'm like, you're jumping into Sean Hannity. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but there was another, there's another guy. Um, I, I think it's not really imitation. It's sort of, I don't know why this isn't actually plagiarism. plagiarism, but it's a great form of flattery. But a, um, a, a rapper has put, um, taken the song and done um, a remix of it. So I just wanted to play that for you on this Party Friday. So Tom, if, if we could please play the rapper remix video. It's called, is it an African-American man, the Marine rapper, oh, if you want to hear that. So, him. yeah. So I guess I can't say it's racist, although everything is racist, mm-hmm. right? How can they'll probably say that's racist, too. So, uh, you know, well, he's that, conservative, so it has to be, or at least he's not a liberal. So he's, Exactly. Exactly. Hey, then you guys, we had to tell me see if there's any just the comments real quick, real quick. Oh, some Jim Jackson. Keep up the good fight. The Democrats can sink a lot lower than they already have. And they will. Mm-hmm. That's true. So we just have to keep up the good fight. Um, I'll get Wes on to talk on Monday about um, the GOP watch party. Uh, um, but again, I think they should they should just, just you know, you, you Republican watch party people have your own plan, I'm sure. But I would put up a little Twitter thing, too. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. People can see him side yeah. by side. Yeah. I, just, a, just a thought there. Um, and also, I think we'll kind of take a deep look into Ramaswamy, you know, because, uh, you know. Watch uh, a Tucker Carlson interview. Yeah. And, and uh, as I said. He's either incredibly good bullshitter, which he may be, or or he's a bit of the real thing. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Hey, everybody, that's it for Party Friday. Thank you to Peg and Linda and Todd. Uh, And Um, Chuck on the phone. The phone. Everybody on Zoom. Catch all the shows at chuckandjulie.com. Thank you, Thomas, once again, and all the great guys at BBS. Take care, everybody. We'll see you Monday.